Beginning when we are girls, most of us are taught to deflect praise. We apologize for our accomplishments. We try to level the field with our family and friends by downplaying our brilliance. We settle for the passenger seat when we long to drive. That's why so many of us have been willing to hide our light as adults. Instead of being filled with all the passion and purpose that enable us to offer our best to the world, we empty ourselves in an effort to silence our critics. The truth is that the naysayers in your life can never be fully satisfied. Whether you hide or shine, they'll always feel threatened because they don't believe that they are enough. So stop paying attention to them. Every time you suppress some part of yourself or allow others to play small, you are ignoring the owner's manual your creator gave you. What I know for sure is this. You are built not to shrink down to less, but to blossom into more, to be more splendid, to be more extraordinary, to use every moment to fill up yourself. Hi, my name is Fungai Mettler, and this is the Raw Stories podcast. It is a place where we acknowledge where we're coming from by telling stories followed by lessons. The words that I just quoted before are from the book called What I Know For Sure by Oprah Winfrey. And for me, they summarize the story and the life of my guest incredibly so. Who's here today visiting us? Today we have Dorcas Dube. She's an award-winning marketing and communications professional. She has been recognized in the top four youth wonders in South Africa and is currently working as the marketing and communications manager for Symponia in South Africa. She is passionate about human rights, humanitarian work, and social justice. She really believes that the world can be a better place if we all work together as one to add value to our communities, to solve issues issues such as poverty, inequality, and an ailing education system. Therefore, active citizenship and advocacy is really key. If you know me, you know why I'm so excited to speak to Dorcas today, because these are the areas of my passion as well. Dorcas, thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much, Fungai. I'm very pleased to be on your platform, and I can't wait to share my story with you. Excellent. So why don't we dig right in? Um, what is your story in your words, right? Who's Dorcas? Yeah. All right, cool. So my name is Dorcas Dube and I am currently the marketing and communications manager of Symphonia for South Africa under the flagship program known as Partners for Possibility. Uh, I'd like to believe that I am an accomplished executive with extensive experience in the NGO sector. Most people ask me why the NGO sector. I must just say that I'm very passionate about uh, developing people. I am very, very passionate about topics such as education, inequality, and just solving any other societal issues that come about in our midst. Um, I'm passionate about brands. I'm passionate about communication. I'm passionate about marketing. So I was very specific when I chose my career that I want to be in marketing and communications but within the development sector because I want to help other people develop. So that's absolutely that amazing. Yeah, <laughs> yes, it's fantastic. Thank you so much. Really well accomplished. Um, <laughs> and at your age as well, which we won't expose here, but really young <laughs> and incredibly accomplished. But how did you get here, right? How did you discover mm. that this is the area you wanted to work in? Is it something that you just woke up? Mm. I want to work in this field or did it build up over time? 
Um, that's a very interesting question. I must say that it did build over time. I've just been passionate about helping other people from a tender age, I must say. And I've always believed that I'm a steward in uh, one way or another. So I must say that even growing up, I'll just find myself helping people in various forms. May it be small or big. And um, over the years, really, I just accumulated my love for the development sector. I was very right. privileged to start, yeah, to start my internship within uh, Oxfam Great Britain, which is also a non-governmental organization that focuses on poverty elevation. And uh, from then, really, my journey has just been in the NGO sector. It's been such, such a privilege. It sounds like an amazing career. And I'm smiling <laughs> as you're saying that you've always felt like you're a steward. <laughs> and specifically because so for everyone listening, Dorcas and I went to the same high school in Zimbabwe in Bulawayo. Um, and she's living in South Africa now, but she was a steward. So many people would know <laughs> yes. it as prefects, right? So it, so it sounds like they gave you the title, but you carried it mm. through uh, your entire career anyway, right? Yes, I did. I did. And for me, being a steward really is about helping other people and just helping other people excel, you know, and just figure out who they are. And also, I think just my passion lies with making the world a better place. Um, I just feel that everybody has a contribution to make to make this place just, just a better place. Just a little bit better than we found <laughs> yeah. it, right? Absolutely yeah. amazing. You know, I speak to philanthropists like yourself on a regular basis, and I've realized that there's quite a red thread that combines mm -hmm. people that end up working in a space where they want to support each other. And in many ways, they have been themselves in a place where they needed support, right? So going into mm -hmm. a lot of talks and studies that are showing that your pain point becomes your your area of ministry, right? Like the, the area that you then use True. as your platform has there been a specific memory or hurdle that you needed mm -hmm. to jump over that you can say contributed in you being so passionate about supporting other people in their development um not really anything specific but i must just say that i grew up in a home where my parents are just givers my parents are staunch christians and uh they are just givers naturally they're educators in their profession, both my mother and my father. They're now retired, but they're just givers. People always come to our house and yeah. they, get, they get gifts, you know, they're just givers. So I think it just comes out of that. I come out of a family where everybody's just a giver and education has always been top priority, my family, I must say. Like there's no two ways about it. You get educated or you get educated. That's <laughs> so, amazing, yeah. yeah. And you're the yeah. second person I'm speaking to that is saying that for them, their career in philanthropy or their life in philanthropy was really shaped by the giving attitude or the giving nature of their parents. So really yes. fascinating to hear. Mm -hmm. And what were some of the first initial um, signs, right, for you that made you feel like, oh, yeah, I'd like to do that as well? Is there something that sticks in your mind that mm -hmm. your parents did for someone else that made you think, I would love to do the same for another person in the future? So Mm, mm, mm. So, uh, like I said, my parents are both educators. My dad was a school principal for uh, as long as I remember, more than 20 years. And my mother has always been a school teacher. And the way they're just passionate about teaching, you know, their students, uh, we would get, our house would get so full of students coming for extra lessons. And my mom would just say, this is my passion. I just want everybody to excel. Once you get education right, 
the risk will fall in, the rest will fall into place. And I think for me, it just came up that you know what? Once you help somebody, your life will just turn out to be bright and beautiful and wow. amazing ways. And for me, I just decided that the development sector is for me. I've always been passionate about children. Uh, I am a Sunday school teacher. So it just, just shows that my passion yeah, is really fits. with children yeah. and with education. And I've just been fortunate enough to be in this field. I'm currently working as a marketing communications manager for Partners for Possibility. And we do work with children. And um, for me, every day is just a realization that I am living my purpose. I am living my passion and my dreams are really coming true. That is so, amazing. And yeah. going back to the quote that I was reading before at the beginning, and I thought it fit you really well mm. because you're a typical example of someone that is not hiding their light, right? You're like, mm. I've got something to offer and I'm putting myself out there. Do you have some fears that hold you back sometimes? Or do, have you worked on your mindset to such an extent mm. where you say, I don't have any fears anymore. I'm just going for it. Uh, I, I don't want to say I'm fearless, um, but I try not to be fearless. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've experienced a lot of challenges. In most forums, I tend to be the youngest. I can divulge my age, that I'm 30 years of age. <laughs> and, and I tend to be the youngest in most forums. And I must say that people didn't take you seriously because they accompany knowledge and, and age. There seems to there seems to be a belief that there's a correlation between age and knowledge. But I must I'm I'm an example and I can attest that there's no correlation really between age and, and wisdom and knowledge. So I think that's one of the challenges that I've faced that I am usually the youngest in these forums. And funny enough, um in South Africa, in philo- in the philanthropy sector and the development sector. It's very, I don't want to say very rare, but there are not so many people of color Mm. in the sector. And it just becomes a huge hurdle because I am that black African girl. Right. (laughs) The youngest um, again. um, Yeah. and And the youngest. So it comes with those connotations that why is she here? Why would she get herself into this kind of work? But for me, it's just always, you know, my passion. But how do you deal with some of those? I think for me, it's just about uh, breaking boundaries, Mm. uh, determination. I've always been eager to excel, you know, and I've always found myself at high tables with prominent people and my voice doesn't shake when I speak. I'm so eager that I am capable and I can do this. So I know my worth. So when I sit at that high table with prominent people and state my case, people end up listening to me because you know i stand for my cause which is that i am a development worker who's passionate about making the world a better place so for me it's just being in the right rooms and knowing your words really so that's how i've you know i love that i've got to to uh to this level it's just knowing your worth know who you are and always show up as the best vision of yourself and that's, that's exactly what i do yeah, yeah i completely love that especially like <laughs> you know like knowing your worth and knowing your stuff right so you can't mm-hmm. claim to be an mm-hmm. expert that doesn't know their stuff so if you know your <laughs> stuff. Worth, you know your stuff your voice will shake a little bit less when you present some of your ideas that's absolutely True. fascinating um and do you have some kind of mentorship that supports you or how do you go about your personal development and professional development development uh that's a great question i'm actually in search of a mentor so maybe 
one of your listeners out there will be really good to yes. tell me. Okay. Uh, so I, I am on a set for a mentor, but I want to be specific with my mentor. Um, I don't want to just pick anybody, you know, for the sake that I have a mentor. I just want someone who's aligned to my vision and my purpose, someone who's also, you know, probably also in the development sector, who's passionate about making the world a better place. Um, I think we'll be better aligned if I was to get a mentor um, in that regard. But I mentor other young girls, so I'm mm. very passionate about mentoring. So I've been mentoring young girls who are just coming out of university or colleges to just help them that they are capable, they must show up as the best version of themselves, and they must always shoot for the stars. I mean, what's there to hold you back? So uh, I think for me, it's just I am mentoring other people. Yeah, yeah. But I am willing to be mentored too because learning never ends. Oh, learning never oh, ends. Yeah. yeah. Yes, and most yeah. successful people recognize and acknowledge that, right? So mm. I spoke to someone once that said, you know, there is no need to reinvent the wheel because mentoring is such a hack that is often underrated. Um, true. You could literally cut down like the learning time incredibly. You'd need mm-hmm. one year instead of 10, right? simply Mm -hmm. by picking the brain of your mentor. Um, So I'm glad to hear that you support that. But I'd like to backtrack a little bit, right? I mentioned before that we were at the same school in in Bulawayo in Zimbabwe, Mm -hmm. and you're now living in South Africa. Um, And I'd like to hear a little bit about your journey and moving from home and, you know, some of the changes that you had to deal with when that happened. When did you move? How long has it been? And how have you been settling? Mm. Okay, so I moved to South Africa when I started my undergrad at the University of Johannesburg. And um, moving was not really that difficult for me because, you know, Zimbabwe was such, such in a tough place. Mm. And my family was already, was already displaced at that stage. Uh, my mother was living in the UK. My, my dad was still in Zimbabwe living with me. My other brother was um, in South Africa. And my other brother was still in Zimbabwe. So I can say the economic situation in Zimbabwe really displaced our family. And it was a blessing in disguise because I'm proud to say I found my feet in a foreign Mm. country, which is not easy. So I left Zimbabwe in in 2010 and in 2020 now. So that's exactly 10 years. Um, And my journey really for moving to South Africa was just for education purposes, uh, tertiary education. And um, I did my undergrad for three years. I did an honors and the aim really was to do a master's. But somewhere along the lines, I fell through the cracks and started working. And I didn't pursue the master's, but I'm currently doing my master's and it's in the field of strategic communications with the University of Johannesburg. And I don't want to say funny enough, but I'm also actually, my thesis looks at the development sector Mm -hmm. So it's looking at uh, under-resourced schools in South Africa, more into the leadership capacity of our school principals. So Really fascinating, um, high level as well. <laughs> Thank you so much. So for me, really, I just wanted to do a master's which really speaks to my cause, to my passion, and to uh, the world that I, I, I believe mm. in. Um, so yeah, my journey hasn't been very difficult, but it's, it's, it's not home. You know, home is best. It's not home. Um, I do face a lot of challenges because you always be a foreign national in a foreign country. I mean, absolutely. So, yeah. yeah. But you learn to make the most of it as well. Right. So once you determine or once you true. decide, how mm. would you say like you cope, especially in times of crisis, when you're not able to go home, you almost have no choice. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so with me, South Africa is really close to Zimbabwe, luckily. I'm not just excited. <laughs> luckily, yeah. So, it's very close. It's just like an hour flight away. But now, during COVID, I mean, technology. So, how I communicate with my parents is just through phone calls or WhatsApp. And I'm very privileged to have a supportive uh, tribe of friends in South mm. Africa. Luckily, my friends from high school are still with me here in South Africa. So we do meet very often. We do have our WhatsApp groups where we can, you know, just motivate each other, uh, speak when times are difficult, you know, uh, share jokes, um, motivate each other. So I'm very privileged to have a tribe of strong women. Which is amazing. Through this journey. Incredibly amazing. What a privilege. Yeah, really a privilege. Mm. And from following you over the years, I noticed that you're someone that works hard but also plays hard right tell us a little bit about that because <laughs> i think we come from a culture that really puts emphasis on the hard work and mm. you know if you work hard you can't really have fun otherwise you're not focused but you've struck a balance that has caught mm. my attention because i love to travel so tell us a little bit about how do you balance that true so my motto in life is exactly that yeah. work hard and remember to always play hard uh so i do invest in myself a lot um i do what makes me happy <laughs> and one of those things is buying shoes so <laughs> so i do i do stuff that makes me happy but uh in relation to that i must also make an effort you know, right. to upskill myself in one way or another be it my career or my my personal life so i do believe that i live i live a balanced life and for me, it's about being intentional on, on your thoughts and what you want to achieve. Right. So I'm a very structured person. People always love that. Oh my gosh, so, me too. Diary, 2020 girl. <laughs> but I use a diary. I write down myself. I write down what I want to accomplish this week, what I want to accomplish in the next month, in the next year. So when I play hard, it doesn't mean that my mind is now off track on what I want to accomplish. I still have my vision and my goals set for me. I can, you know, turn left and have a good time for a while. But I still remember where my focus needs to lead and what I want to achieve. So I think that's how I keep the balance. I always remind myself, of my purpose and my passion and what I want to accomplish in my life. I'm still very far on what I, love I want that. to accomplish. Yeah, I love that. I love I'm that. On the so way having there. that I'm concrete on the way there. plan, yeah. setting your goals, knowing what yeah. you want, but allowing yourself to take breaks as well. And from my experience, taking breaks mm. always means I come True. back with loads more energy and can actually focus a lot more when I've you know stepped aside mm-hmm. or stepped away from some of the work for a little bit. I totally agree with yeah. you. you know, we need to rest the body that works so much. I mean, the mind, the body just needs to rest a bit. And after that, you just feel so rejuvenated, you know, to accomplish more goals. So I think that was that's that's what's helping yeah. me throughout, so I have know, throughout my life. So I have more questions for yeah. you. One question is, what are you most proud of? You've sure. achieved so much. You've worked on so much over the years. What would you say you're most proud of? Um, what I'm proud of really to date is that uh, I think mm. it was the right career, the right career path, uh, being in the development sector. Yeah. It makes me so happy. It makes my eyes shine. It fulfills my heart. So I think I chose the right career and that makes me very proud. And being a young executive, I think that makes me also super proud that at the age of 30, I've managed to become, you know, a marketing and communications practitioner in the field That's of 
in the development sector. I think that makes me proud. Yeah. And all the, the achievements that I've I've heard today, I've, I've been part of the prison young judges and um, that was a milestone in the PR. Fantastic. You're incredible. I was, uh, yeah, <laughs> I was one of the top four youth wonders to look out for in South Africa in the year 2019. So I think also that's one of the highlights in, in my career. And I was also awarded a bursary by Greenpeace, which is also a non-governmental organization. So they were scouting out for eight young girls who show passion in the development sector within uh, the environmental sector. And I was fortunate enough to be part of those eight. So I think it's That's also amazing. one of the yeah. achievements that I'm proud of. And lastly, I think for me, it's just how I aspire to inspire young adults. I think I'm very proud of that because I have so many young adults who look up to me. I do get messages here and there that, oh, oh we're looking up to you. Thank you so much for all that you're doing for us. And you don't realize that you have, you know, a crowd of people cheering and looking up to you. So I think. Oh, that's amazing. Uh, and I'm, it's a I'm, great I'm segue it, to the yeah. last question, right? What lessons yeah. <laughs> would you say you're sharing with, I mean, on one side, those young women that are looking up to you, those young men that are looking mm -hmm. up to you. But then on the other hand, the older people as well, right? Your peers as well. Uh, what lessons would you say sure. have kept you going? If you mm. could summarize three to five lessons that you want to leave everybody with today, what would they be? Perfect. I'll do that. I think for me, one of the biggest lessons has really been discipline coupled with hard work and determination can get you places in life. I am uttermost proud of that because I am a disciplined mm. young girl and look where I am today. So discipline has really played a huge role in my life. Uh, another thing is that I age is that. just a number. I Shoot love for that. The stars. Yeah. Go for it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and that thing really is your work ethic is your currency. Wow. Use it wisely always. Um, your work, your work ethic speaks for you in rooms that you are not present in. My work ethic has spoken for me in huge boardrooms with prominent people. So use your work ethic wisely. Um, another lesson really is just be a responsible adult right. with integrity. It will pay off eventually. It will, it will definitely pay off. And the other thing really that I'd like to add is just, just believe in your one day. You're a step closer to your breakthrough, you know. Um, I've been in places where I just think, oh, no, what's happening now in my life? But what I can say, just head oh up, my gosh, chin that's up, fantastic. and just believe in your one day. And uh, <laughs> lastly, or second lastly, <laughs> um, remember mm. to pay it forward uh, when you make it in life. Um, I, I believe in the mantra of paying it forward. I know uh, I'm passionate about it the fits, development yeah, sector, so yeah. maybe that correlates to, you know, to just the notion of paying it forward. And lastly, maybe I'll just like to encourage everybody that please, please always aspire to inspire. Someone out there is looking up to you. You know, there are people always cheering up for you and looking up to you. So just always aspire to inspire. Either, oh, that's you know, impressive. That's really, adults. really impressive. Thank you so, so much for joining me yeah. today and for sharing your amazing story of growth, of ambition, of aiming for the stars. I know I'm inspired and I, I know certainly everyone that will listen to this podcast will definitely be inspired. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much, Funga, and I'm so, so proud of the work Thank that you, you do. Thank you so much. Keep it up. <laughs> 